episode 115 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on November 15th, 2021. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week on the show, I'll talk about changes to gearing and itemization coming in 7.0. Is play what you want now play what we want you to play? Stick around and find out. There are changes coming to Conquest. More points and less rewards. I think I got that right. And finally, I'll talk about the R4 Anomaly Operation, what's happening with Tech Fragments, Dark versus Light, Social Rewards, and other random bits of news. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed. And cue the moron. Welcome to episode 115 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. Well, hang on to your butts, everyone, because we are on information overload for Legacy of the Sith. For months, it's felt as if Bioware has been throwing puzzle pieces at us with none of them fitting into place. Well, now the picture of how the game will work in 7.0 and how we will spend our time playing it is much clearer. Bioware finally revealed how gearing up our characters will work in Legacy of the Sith, and it's going to be familiar, but also very different from the way it works today. Have you ever imagined a galaxy where there is no RNG to gearing? How about a galaxy where characters actually got stronger as time went on? What about a galaxy where completing harder content rewarded you with better gear? Or one where you could gear your character by playing PvP and only PvP? Well, even if you didn't imagine such a galaxy, the developers at Bioware sure did, and that's the direction gearing is headed in 7.0. Now, if you're wondering why the sudden change, well, here is what Bioware had to say in a recent article they published on itemization for Legacy of the Sith. Our philosophy for gearing and progression in 7.0 is to ensure that players have the gear they need to play the content they want and that they can grow their power over time. Whether a player is here for the story or to take on the most powerful challenges in the galaxy, we want there to be something a player can look forward to that makes their character stronger. Legacy of the Sith will be reintroducing the vertical progression path for gearing. This type of progression is not new to the game. However, 7.0 will offer players new experiences and ways to obtain gear. Within a game update, a player can regularly work toward getting stronger and know that more power is on the horizon. There are two points players should keep in mind when it comes to upgrading their gear in 7.0. The first is that weekly content will be the fastest and most efficient way to obtain upgrades. Secondly, risk is rewarded. If a player chooses to complete content on a higher difficulty, they will be rewarded with better gear. There's a lot happening here, and I want to start with the risk versus reward and what that means. In Onslaught, the gearing system was predicated on a simple concept. You can get the best gear the game has to offer by playing whatever 
content you want. You could get 306 gear by doing Conquest, as well as running Master Mode Operations. In Legacy of the Sith, that's changing. Different content types will have their own gear path, and the quality of the gear is not equal. At launch, level 80 gear will range from 320 to 330. Conquest, PvP, and Veteran Mode Legacy Operations will cap out at 326. Story Mode Legacy Operations will cap out at 322. And Master Mode Legacy Operations will cap out at 330. So if you want to have gear with an item rating of 330, you will need to run Legacy Master Mode Operations. Outside of that, the highest rated gear you can get will be 326. Now I love the ability to get the same gear as the Master Mode Raiders simply by killing Geonosians on Tatooine. Drawl, who doesn't love a good galactic genocide every now and then? Part of me will miss that since I don't run Master Mode Ops. However, the top gear isn't needed for most solo activities, and as the expansion progresses, solo players will eventually have access to that 330 gear. In their article on itemization, Bioware explained that new and more powerful gear will be released with each new major update, but game balance will remain the same throughout 7.0 patches. Content that may have been too difficult or intimidating at launch will eventually be outgeared, giving players an opportunity to level up to higher difficulties and also learn the mechanics of the content at their own pace. As expansion updates get released, we will also raise the floor or power of base gear so new players who happen to join the expansion at a midway point aren't left behind by this power growth. To help put this in perspective, community manager Jackie Coe posted this information on the forums on how we'll want to approach gearing in 7.0, and according to Jackie, we'll want to do the following. First, play conquests and daily missions regularly. Currency from this is used for gear upgrades across all other content, and the gear pool from this alone will upgrade you beyond what's needed for any solo activity. Max gear from this source is 326 at launch, and will increase in future patches. All other solo and most multiplayer activities for 7.0 and beyond are balanced for 318 gear. For comparison, completing the 7.0 storyline rewards gear up to level 320. Next, play flashpoints, war zones, or ops as you like. Gear drops from those activities will upgrade you regardless of where your currently equipped gear came from. For players with a favorite activity type, currencies and side grades from that activity will allow you to upgrade to the max needed for that activity simply by playing that activity, plus conquests and daily missions. We will introduce higher tiers of gear in future updates. Even as max gear rewards go up, the balance target for all solo and most multiplayer activities will remain at 318 for all content. The balance target for new operations, lair bosses, etc., 8-player, will increase as new tiers of gear become available in later patches, starting with the R4 operation in 7.1. Legacy operations will remain balanced for 318. The item rating floor and ceiling for war zones will also raise over time. Now, the most efficient way to gear, get gear will be running weekly missions. The group finder will have a limited set of flashpoints and operations available, and I believe Conquest will also try to direct people to specific areas of the game. The idea of, say, running Hammer Station over and over again will be a thing of the past. 
If you are someone who likes to run flashpoints, this is how Bioware said the gearing will work in 7.0. Running a random featured flashpoint via group finder each week will yield a guaranteed upgrade to the player's lowest equipped slot, unless the player is already equipped with fully upgraded gear. In this scenario, players will receive gear that can be disassembled into currency that can be used for future gear upgrades. Flashpoints will continue to drop crafting materials and vanity rewards as they do today. In addition to these, Flashpoints will also drop upgrade currency or gear that can be disassembled into upgrade currency. Players can trade the following to upgrade gear. Flashpoint upgrade currency, daily heroic currency, conquest currency, credits, and a piece of gear they choose to be upgraded. If you're someone who likes to focus on Conquest, then you will upgrade your gear in a similar fashion. You'll run Conquest and get some currency to upgrade that gear. Now for PvP, Bioware said, the PvP gearing structure is similar to the Flashpoint gearing flow. Weekly missions will award guaranteed gear upgrades and crates for match completion will award upgrade materials and side grades that can be disassembled into upgrade materials. PvP war zones and arenas will feature both a statistical floor and ceiling. This allows a wide range of participants to join, gives a clear gearing and upgrade path exclusively through PvP activities if desired, and will stat cap anyone joining with a higher rated gear than allowed. At 7.0's launch, PvP activities will award base gear starting at item rating 316 and allow for upgrades up to item rating 326. And finally, operations will have a similar system. There is a distinction between legacy ops and the R4 anomaly. Now for the actual gear itself, there is a change in philosophy here as well. In the itemization article, Bioware said, nearly all gear that is rewarded and upgraded will be static and non-moddable to allow for a more convenient upgrade path for the player. Comparing stats and upgrading gear will greatly improve and become easier to understand. Players will still be able to use moddable gear, but this type of gear is not required for players to be effective in any content in the game. Access to a moddable gear vendor will be granted at item rating 334, which is the highest possible gear rating attainable in the major game update following 7.0. We plan to provide that additional layer of stat customization to those players who prefer to min-max their characters between major updates. So moddable gear is slowly becoming a thing of the past. Wouldn't be surprised if it gets entirely phased out in a future expansion, but we'll see. One more thing to note about the gearing process is that there will be multiple currencies and vendors for upgrading gear, meaning flashpoints, operations, PvP, and conquest will have all their own currency and vendors to upgrade the gear obtained through that content. I believe, though, the quality of the gear you get will be based on all of your equipped gear, regardless of where you got it from. So that's a look at the gearing process for Legacy of the Sith. It's a bit of a departure from 6.0, but I think overall it's pretty good. Even though there are separate gear paths, the gear all fits together. You will likely be wearing gear acquired from different sources. Your lowest item level piece of gear is bracers you got from Conquest, and then you run a Master Mode op, you will probably get an upgrade to those bracers may not be play what you want, but it is designed to get you the gear that you need for the content you do want to play. And as major updates are released, all players will have an opportunity to increase their character's power beyond what it was at launch. 
Still no release date for Legacy of the Sith, but it is the middle of November now, so it is definitely right around the corner. Anyone besides me think it will drop on December 21st? I cannot wait. As you can see, the gearing process for 7.0 is quite a departure from what we had in 6.0, and as a result, there is an impact to several of the systems that were put in place in Onslaught and earlier expansions, namely Galactic Renown, Dark vs. Light, and Social Rewards. Galactic Renown, once known as Galactic Command, is going away in Legacy of the Sith. Renown achievements will become feats of strength, Legacy perks will be removed, and Renown boosts are getting phased out. There are big changes coming that affect the system that grants social rewards. In 7.0, Bioware is converting the system from awarding points based on conversation choices to instead reward grouping for activities. What's going to happen is achievements have been reworked to now require group finder activities rather than social levels. The character titles which previously came with the achievements are now exclusive to those who already completed the achievement. For 7.0 and forward, the updated achievements will grant legacy titles of the same titles rather than character ones. These achievements will gate the visibility and purchase of items on social vendors. As players progress through the achievements, more items will become available. The two fleet social vendors will be moved to the cantina area on both fleets and have all social items previously available. And finally, the old vendors around the galaxy will still be available but they will only have inventory based on the player's achievement progress. The Dark versus Light system is also undergoing some changes, and by Dark versus Light, I'm talking about the system where the galaxy would be aligned one way or the other for a period of time, and you could earn tokens and defeat special world bosses. First, the server-wide Dark versus Light meter, which would pop up every so often to reflect the balance in the galaxy, will be removed. The small alignment widget in the UI will also be removed. The alignment choice every time group finder pops up will also be removed. The dark versus light bosses that spawned in the world when one side was victorious will be removed temporarily, but they will return in a future update. The dark versus light rewards vendor will remain in place on both fleets. The items they sell will still cost tokens, however, you will not be able to earn them until the dark versus light world bosses are reintroduced into the game. To compensate for the loss of constant alignment gain, character alignment levels and thresholds will revert to the pre-dark versus light system totals. Now, as far as tech fragments go in Legacy of the Sith, they will still be there and you can use them to buy tacticals, cosmetics, augment components, and Kai Zykin's offerings. Yep, he'll still be around too. 
And as you know, there are achievements in the game for collecting the spoils of war gear. As to what's going to happen to those, BioWare said this, The spoils of war equipment sets will no longer drop from content, nor be able to be directly purchased from a vendor. As a result, the achievements will be moved to the Feats of Strength category. The sets will still be obtainable via Kaizeiken's random unique items box. You will also be able to use Tech Fragments to purchase Command Crate shells. These will be available for purchase on a vendor with 7.0's launch for 3,500 Tech Fragments and 500,000 credits. And those are some of the changes coming to older systems as a result of itemization changes in Legacy of the Sith. expansion or major update if it didn't mean changes to Conquest. I've already talked about how Conquest will be part of the 7.0 gearing system, but there are additional changes coming to the system itself. First, personal Conquest goals will increase from 50,000 points to 100,000 points in 7.0. So why the increase? SWOTOR developer David Statz said this, There are numerous facets to Conquest we have been reviewing economic impacts the system has had over the 6.0 era, the engagement impacts of the system and how that has affected not just the individual player, but how it has affected the greater community as a whole, how Conquest is going to be tied into the 7.0 systems and gameplay loops. We want to ensure that Conquest remains a viable and enjoyable loop for all types of players, while also ensuring that it is promoting a healthy relationship for players and the connecting systems. We believe the starting point of all of this is in the rate at which conquest can be completed. This rate has had an immediate and direct effect on every facet mentioned above. It contributes to how many additional credits are being generated per week across the game, how many guild flagship encryptions can be obtained and thus how rapidly a guild can progress their flagship, how many characters a player decides to run through the conquest cycle, which conquest objectives players favor in order to maximize their goals. All of these are a direct result of the rate in which conquest can be completed. What we have seen throughout 6.0 was that the rate of conquest completion was not contributing to these facets in a healthy manner. It was increasing the rate of acquisition for what should be long-term goals for players, promoting a play style of interruptive play as players hit their conquest target and then swap out their characters, creating social pressures to participate in conquest as often as possible, and adding to the ongoing economic changes we have seen in the game over the past year. Like a lot of players, I enjoy conquest. I like running with multiple characters, but I do agree with stats about some of the annoyances. I certainly felt obligated to switch characters at awkward, awkward points in the process, as well as continually join groups to get things done. I think a little less of that will be a good thing. Now, there are also big changes coming to objective rewards. According to stats, starting with 7.0, conquest objectives will no longer reward experience or credits for completing them. We are making this change to help reduce the number of credits being generated in the game, 
as well as removing the experience loop Conquest has had in the past. While Conquest is not solely responsible for some of the economic shifts we have seen in the game, it is definitely a strong contributor. The credit amount for individual objectives was never considered high. However, over time, those values begin to add up to a non-zero impact sum. As an example of this, one of the more completed objectives, Missions Story Time, has generated nearly 64 billion credits into the economy alone. This is not taking into consideration the credits players earned for completing the story mission itself, which could exponentially expand this value. As you can see, the combination of the objective credit reward and the mission credit reward is generating more credits into the game than necessary. The removal of the experience reward is being done to help contribute toward the health of the leveling process while also removing a self-generating loop in Conquest where completing Conquest objectives would grant experience to level a player up. This would complete the Advancement, gain a level, Advancement, gain five levels, or Renown rank up, thus gaining a player more experience. This loop and combination of the impact on the leveling experience are the reasons we are removing experience rewards from Conquest objectives. We want to maintain that the activity you are doing is the focal point and should provide the credits and experience reward, not the conquest objective itself. So less money, less experience, more points needed? Sounds like a nerf, but it also sounds like we'll all be running conquest in 7.0, just like we were in 6.0. Anomaly is the new operation coming in Legacy of the Sith. Now, it won't be available when 7.0 launches. It will be part of the first major update in January 2022. Unlike previous ops, the R4 Anomaly will only be available in 8-player mode. The Legacy ops will retain their 8- and 16-player modes, but future ops will be 8-player only. Now, as to why the operation won't be available when 7.0 launches... Well, here's what BioWare had to say about that. There are a number of gearing changes coming in 7.0, and we want to make sure players have ample time to gear up their characters, settle into combat styles, and get their groups ready for the next great threat to the galaxy. This staggered release also allows us to quickly put our players should continuously grow in power gearing philosophy into practice. Players can expect new gear to acquire when the story and veteran modes for the R4 Anomaly operation become available. So even though the R4 Anomaly won't be available at launch, it will be, be available on the PTS once 7.0 is fully tested and ready for release. So keep an eye out for that. Shouldn't be too much longer. All right, well, I am getting close to the end here, but there is still some important things you need to know about Star Wars The Old Republic. BioWare will hold a live stream to discuss story and characters for Legacy of the Sith on November 18th at 2 p.m. Central Time on their Twitch channel. Be sure to tune into that. Who knows, they may even toss out a release date for the expansion, which I believe will be December 21st. SWOTOR Community Manager Jackie Coe 
posted some clarifications on how auto-completion of missions and shared tagging will work in 7.0. For the missions, she said, converting the turn-in steps to auto-complete on daily and weekly missions is only being done when the turn-in step is a return to Dropbox type of step. It will not be done to any turn-ins with a cinematic or otherwise. For shared tagging, she said, in some cases it makes more sense to keep tagging rules to the old system where only a group shares credit and looting. Encounters such as Dreadtooth and the Ancient Threat will continue to use group tagging rules. A few more items of note. The Elam Flashpoint is available for testing on the PTS. You should definitely check that out. And you should keep an eye out for Star Wars Insider Magazine issue number 207. On the cover of this issue is none other than Darth Malgus, and he looks great. And lastly, Legacy of the Sith is introducing some big changes to its user interface, none bigger than the character select and creation screens. There's a preview up on the PTS right now, and while it's not finished, it does look spectacular. Makes you want to go and create a bunch of new characters and replay all of those amazing stories, which is probably what I'll do. And final note for today, I don't know who it was, but I believe it was a film critic who once said they wish that they could go back and watch their favorite movies for the first time again. Well, when it comes to the original cinematic for Star Wars The Old Republic, you can almost do just that. BioWare is re-releasing them in 4K Ultra HD, and they look absolutely gorgeous. Deceived, The Return, Hope, and Sacrifice have been released. I encourage you to watch them again and again and again. And that's the state of the Old Republic for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 115 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com, and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 116 next week, maybe, probably. Till then, remember the Sith Code. Okay,